I often hear sports announcers on television refer to competitions as being like David and Goliath. But I know those announcers don't really know the essence of David and Goliath. It wasn't a competition of one against another for the pride of a school or their own pride. Goliath had defied the armies of the living God and insulted basically God himself. And David was furious over this and stood up for God against Goliath. And that was the whole battle. The armies of Israel were afraid of Goliath, but David knew the battle would be won by God, and he would fight against the enemy of God, who dared to openly defy the armies of God, thus defying God. 1 Samuel 17 Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shukah, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shukah and Azkah. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah. And the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, and he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass, and he had greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. 
Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. David wasn't afraid because David knew God. 1 Samuel 17, verse 20. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as Jesse, his father, had commanded him because Jesse wanted David to take cheese to his three brothers who were fighting in the army of Saul. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. He had three brothers fighting in Saul's army. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath, out of the armies of the Philistine, and spake according to the same words, defying Israel. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw Goliath, fled from him and were afraid. And David was basically ashamed of them because he knew God. He had seen the power of God, and he knew God. And he knew God could not be defeated, and he would not allow this Philistine to say the things that he had said in defiance of God. Verse 25, And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king of Israel, will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth the Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And David's eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither, and with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart. Actually, he was seeing his own heart when he looked at David. For thou art come down, that thou mightest see the battle. He misjudged David completely because of his hatred for David. Verse 29, David said, What have I now done? 
Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him again after the same manner. And when the words were heard, which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, the king of Israel. And he, Saul, sent for David. One of the Proverbs says, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him, and delivered the lamb out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David knew God would fight for him, and the battle was God's battle. David said, Moreover, the Lord that hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. David knew God. They didn't know God, though they were children of God. David knew God. I see so many church people who don't know God. They don't know the power of God. They don't know the power of the Word of God. They haven't tested the Word of God to prove it. The Bible's not a history book. The Bible is power of God and will never fall when you have faith in God. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon David's head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. But David hadn't proved these weapons. Before you go into battle, you have to prove to yourself your weapons. Do you really understand that our weapons are not flesh but mighty through God? Those scriptures are promises of God and powerful. Have you ever proved the scripture? I have in big terms. When I owned my business, a man sued me for a million dollars. I didn't even know this man. It was a ridiculous lawsuit. 
I hired a lawyer at first, but before many weeks, I found that my own lawyer's legal bills were eating up the profit to my business to the degree that I would be back in debt if I continued with the lawyer. What was I to do? I asked God. And a scripture was called to my attention. Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. No weapon formed against thee will prosper. Well, this was definitely a weapon formed against me. And every mouth that shall rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. When I saw that scripture, I made an immediate decision to release my attorneys, pay them no more money, and to go to court without any human legal counsel. When I told my lawyer I was going to do this, he said to me, Oh, Joan, you can't do this. You have no idea how evil the courts are today. And I said, Gordon, either the Bible has power and is for today, or it's a history book just telling us about God. If it's a history book, I want no more to do with the Bible. But if it has power, and if it is God speaking to us, then I want the Bible in my life. It's a good time to prove this right now because I am a Christian and I've considered this. And if the Bible has power of God, no weapon that's formed against me will prosper. Well, at the end of the situation, the man dropped all charges against everyone. A couple of weeks after the trial, Gordon came in and said, Joan, we have discussed your case at the law firm for the past two weeks, and we believe what you said happened, happened. No weapon that's formed against you would prosper because you belong to God, and God would take care of it. And that's what you have to believe. You have to prove to yourself the scripture. I'm not trying to prove to anybody else the scripture. I'm trying to prove to myself the scriptures. I've never in 45 years seen a scripture fail. Every time I've asked God for wisdom, he has given wisdom. Just like he says in James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. It shall be given him. You will know what to do because God will show you in the situation what to do and how to handle it. But you have to speak in faith. It also says in the next verse that if you waver, you will not receive anything from the Lord. 
to give me faith, God kept reminding me of different scriptures. And I wrote those scriptures down during this trial and put them on a cassette tape on both sides so that when I awoke in the night, I could turn the tape over and hear scripture repeated to give me strength to believe. So if you don't believe, pray and ask God to help you believe. Take scripture and keep it before you day and night until you have the power to believe that scripture. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. If you meditate in the word of God day and night to give you the strength to do the word of God, then it says you will prosper in all your ways and have good success. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. So at first David put on the armor that Saul gave him, but then he hadn't proved it. Verse 39, And David girded Saul's sword upon his armor, and he assayed, evaluated the situation. And he could not go into battle with Saul's armor, for he had not proved that armor. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. Verse 40, And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. See, he knew just exactly which stones to choose because he had used those in dealing with animals in the field. And he put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. He knew how to deal with these weapons. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. The Philistine not only had all of these weapons, these weapons of iron and steel, but he also had a man bearing a shield that went before him. And when the Philistine looked at Bowed and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. Disdain, if you look it up in a dictionary, means he considered him to be unworthy of one's consideration. He refused or rejected him out of a feeling of pride or superiority to regard with contempt, scorn, or dislike while judging the other person unworthy of respect. In World War II, Britain had some of the islands uh, like Singapore, some of those areas in Southeast Asia. They controlled those areas, and they thought the Japanese were unworthy of consideration. And they 
put their guns facing the ocean, the Japanese came through jungles to the backside and attacked them and won in one day, or I think it was one day, that they won the battle. There were many people that underestimated these little people, the Japanese. But this is about God's battle. God's battle of David and the Philistine. But the Philistine looked down on David. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then David said to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Verse 48. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. He ran toward the enemy. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead. And the Philistine fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in David's hand. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took the Philistine's sword and drew it out of the sheaf thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. The Philistine insulted God and belittled God, and David could not allow this to happen when he heard it. 
he ran toward the battle. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.